do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. So, Byron, how you been? How about this? I'm busy as a tomcat on a Saturday night. Oh. <laughs> well, that's pretty busy, isn't it? Well, we're gonna pretend it is. That's the new one. Tomcat. Tom Saturday night. <laughs> so, so, let me also say here is the caveat for that is that if you have a cat that is outside, it needs to be neutered mm. so that it cannot be breeding other cats. I know. The it. end. The end. It's like we can't say anything without, without uh, I don't know, justifying it, I guess. Well, when you got to just de- defend everything you say anymore because everybody's ass gets chapped so easily nowadays. Yeah, but I also don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't either. I don't either. I don't want to carelessly say something that maybe I've said a thousand times before growing up here. Well. So I don't want to carelessly say that and then see the look on somebody's face because it's like, well, I'm doing that. I'm that. Did you not see this? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's true, but all right. Think about this. Now, all my life. All my life, I've heard, well, you know what they say about those redheads, in Uh exactly that tone of voice. And I'll say, no, what do they say? And nobody has yet to answer me, but anyway, they say it anyway. And it's like, if I got my feelings hurt every time I heard that, then all I would do is sit around and cry. So I guess it's just, you have to decide what things worth getting your feelings hurt over, I guess. We're having to prioritize our pain. <laughs> oh, God, how awful that sounds. Yeah, but isn't it I true? I can't feel this right now because I'm so busy feeling this thing over here. That's exactly what it this. is. I'll get this, you know. I'm not going to stuff it or anything. I'll get to it, but for right now, yeah. God. <laughs> That's it. I'll, I'll cry over you That's later. Terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, but it's probably true, though. I mean, yeah. if you think about it. I'll cry over you later. You can't hurt my feelings at this moment because this other thing's busy taking all that room up. And I wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that we're living in pandemic times. Sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up, but damn, I was thinking it. No, I think it's on everybody's mind right now because this new, this, I was just a new variant. Delta's not a new variant. There are new variants coming up right behind Delta. Mm, I know. But I think we're all... Pretty, pretty aware that there's a lot of people starting to die again and going to the hospital and all that. Well, yeah, and I think we're all starting to become aware that certain things are going to be a, a way of life for a while. Certain ways of thinking and certain things that you do to take care of yourself are going to be a way of life just as long as you want to have one anyway. Well, and maybe we just need to suck it up. I was going to say. You know? Put on our big girl underwear and and just say, well, this is the new whatever. 
and we're just going to suck it up for a while. If there was anything good that I could say about the last year and a half and the 14 months of quarantine, it is that I only got sick from COVID <laughs> at the very end of it. But up until then, I didn't have a cold. I didn't catch strep throat. I didn't get an earache. I didn't get the flu. Yeah, I just did not have issues that I normally would have thought about as being issues because I wasn't around anybody to catch it. So that's nice, you know, and I think wearing a mask is going to mitigate some of these other uh, things out there that maybe you catch. But in the long term, I don't know if it's a good answer for humanity or not. Oof. I, yeah, I don't even, I don't even know anything anymore. I don't either. I, mean, I know I, that... Things that I was pretty clear about even six months ago that today I'm like, well, I don't know. I just know that for me, because now I've been exposed, that I'm aware of, exposed to the Delta variant twice. And I did get tested this past Sunday, and I'm negative, but... I've gone back to, if it's indoors, I'm wearing a mask. And uh, I'm flying next week. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit nervous about that. But a friend of mine today said, don't forget when you're flying to wear the gloves that you used to wear when you went out. Because mm-hmm. we know that Delta is quickly and easily transmissible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through air, through the air. Right. But there we don't have real clear studies about how much contact like if I touch something somebody just touched and then I scratch my nose Mm -hmm. did I just do myself a mischief so I'm going to go back to gloves too I've gone back to masks and I'll just go back to gloves and wash my hands all the time all that stuff yeah it's it's a little depressing because it's it's easier to not have to worry about that it's just easier and so as a species, we, we're, a lot of us are lazy. And it's just easier to not have to think about that. We don't want to go back to wearing masks. And there's all these, you know, reasons to not want to go back and do this stuff. And, and maybe they're valid and maybe they're selfish. I, I don't know. And, you know, I don't actually care either. I'm sorry. I try to be compassionate. But damn science i mean science is the thing all this disinformation out there and people are not using their common sense anymore all of it has been politicized and i hear people telling me that they've made these decisions that could literally be cost them their life based on a damn facebook post or somebody else's just opinion and they're repeating it like it's a fact. It's like, well, did you actually check for any real information on it? Well, no, because I heard it on blah, blah, blah. Or my brother-in-law was telling me about this thing he saw. Right, you know? and he wouldn't say it unless he knew exactly what he was talking about, right? Right. Right, so, you know, it's yeah, just... See, okay, there we go. I got to figure out how to keep myself from getting to that place of irritated. And I I walk around stomping the floor like I'm mad at it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to, you know. No, me either, but, oh, God. 
something renders me speechless. That is a thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's just a thing. You're hilarious when that happens. I've got some sound bites. <laughs> it's a, and it's almost like you're trying to say something and you stop yourself. Well, and sometimes, sometimes what happens because I am a stutterer. Sometimes what happens is that I just have to stop. Like when I'm tired, I'll just have to stop and like formulate the thought before I can get out of my mouth. That just happens sometimes. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's like I don't, I can't. I, but uh, <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know. And the thing is, is it's funny, but I hate it when you get to that point. Because I know you're just like me. You're just frustrated and bewildered and dumbfounded at the stupidity. That's what that sound is. The sound is, I'm dumbfounded at the stupidity I just heard. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? Dumb? And that's what dumbfounded means. It means struck, unable, unable to speak. Struck, yep. <laughs> How did we get here? I think I was originally going to talk to you about sustainability, which is <laughs> another subject that I get frustrated about. Uh, but I had intended to ask you some questions and just kind of interview you because you truly have a, a unique way of approaching gardening. And gardening? I, gardening in general, your green thumb. You, you use intuition and science you, and common sense. And superstition. And superstition, yes, you know, and you have really good luck with your plantings, and if you don't, you generally know why. That that is very kind of you to say, but uh, our good friend Lisa over at Asheville Raven and Crown and I were talking about our gardens just haven't been good this year because it's been we've had so much rain and so yeah. little sunshine yeah that the things that need a lot of sunshine are just they're not doing well mm -hmm. the things that need a lot of rain like it's been a hell of a year for raspberries and blackberries and blueberries and all those things but i i, I used to pride myself on my broccoli mm -hmm. and cauliflower yeah. oh beautiful giant heads i barely got any of it at all this year any really so you know, it's another thing to be humble about, honestly, is that mostly I do okay because I have, you know, because I've got a lot of years of experience and I, I pay attention pretty good, but that's, that's no guarantee. We need to remember that. That's true. When we're thinking about where our food comes from. That's true. Well, you know, this could be the year for me and Selby. Now, we missed, there were no morels. There were just very few morels, is what I'm going to say. It was not a very good year for them. Uh, but just yesterday, I've got a reliable report. Matter of fact, I'm taking the dehydrator over to Selby's this evening, the big dehydrator, because he found a honey hole of chanterelles. Mm. I know. You want to talk about some good soup. So maybe as time goes on and you're, and you're kind of working on Weird Mountain right now, I can see what you're doing. It's a long-range plan, but uh, we, uh, we ought to spore us up some logs and put some shiitakes out there. It'd be a good place for shiitakes. It'd oh, be a yeah. good place for chanterelles. There's several yeah, that 
it'd be a good place for. Did I tell you about my chanterelle adventure at Starwood? No. Oh, I meant to. I meant to tell you this. So I'm just sitting, you know, outside the tent with some of my buddies and this really sweet, good-looking young man, probably in his early 20s, he came up and he had a big leather bag with him. Yeah. And he had taken my class the day before. And he said, hey, do you like wild mushrooms? And I said, oh, I do. I love them very much. He reached into his bag. He said, hold out your hands. So I put my hands out. And then I had to put my forearms together, too. Oh. Because he put what was probably a couple of pounds of chanterelles into my hands. Mm. And they were just, they were falling on the ground. They were, and the smell was amazing. Oh, so wow. Said, like apricot. I've in the woods, and I've just been harvesting them all over. And I thought of you. I thought you would like them. How and wonderful. So, you know, I cleaned them up a little bit, and we sautéed those suckers the next day in butter. Mm. And most of my campmates had never had them. Oh. And they were like, well, how do you cook them? How do you cook them? And I said, well, you don't cook them much. And they were so good. Oh, my gosh. But he was just like this little feral child. Like, would you like some wild mushrooms? Why, yes, I would. <laughs> Now, bless you. Was his, his last name was Bushy. Nice. Bloody Bushy. And he was real, as sweet as could be. That's and wonderful. Store the oh, that's a good story. Everybody ought to meet the Chanterelle Fairy once or twice yeah. in their life. He was more like an elf, I think, but oh, still. The Chanterelle yeah. Elf. There you go. <laughs> the, the, the mushroom guy of the hills of Starwood. Yeah. That's wonderful, though. That's, and see, it's like such a present. This time of year, the mushrooms are usually not all that good. Although we're coming up on a, a stretch where we're going to have some, I think we get the inky milk caps next, the blue yeah. ones. Those are interesting. When you, when you, when you saute them in butter, they taste kind of sweet at, at, on an aftertaste. But they're bright blue. They're beautiful blue. If you get the right ones and you catch them at the right time. And I imagine we could probably spore some of those up in the yard. And let me ask you, have you had any experience with, you know, drilling the logs and putting the spores in and all of that? Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. Then, it was not so successful, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. But there's there are so many different ways you can do it. And I kind of think that what I, well, I think what I would like to suggest is back there in the woods, first of all, where that's where they need to be planted. Yeah, I think so too. And also, I'm going to suggest that some fencing get put around them or something. Because yeah, they'll, I think that, no, that makes sense yeah. to keep the critters out. Yeah, just give them a couple of years to kind of grow and thrive. And at that point, I'm, I've, there are three or four different kinds of mushrooms right now that I could think of that would probably do real well on uh, that little bit of forest because it's got some good hardwoods, some really good hardwoods. Just have to make sure if it's not been a rainy time, like this year would have been great. Yeah. To have logs back in the woods because it's been so darn wet. Wet and hot. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, these are usually kind of long term crops, but the shiitakes, the baby bellas would probably grow 
uh, out there too. But the shiitakes for sure, they'll fruit up the next year and you can start harvesting basically instantly. But some of the more gourmet uh, fungus, they, they flush up for one flush and then they go away for a certain number of years, just like the cicadas do. Morels take 39 years to come back. They have to get in a root system. They have to flourish in that root system. And then they slowly make their way out of that root system. There's a movie about mushrooms and fungus that will blow your mind if you've never seen it. I and have seen have it. You? It's beautiful. It's like Isn't a ballet of mushrooms. It is. I was moved. Me too. I was moved. I'm, as a person who's... You know, I've got a passion for uh, foraging, and as a person who loves to forage mushrooms specifically, to see that they are that appreciated. And I just hope that that movie doesn't get them hunted out of existence. You know, like ginseng and a few other things. Yeah, exactly. God, what a pessimist I am today. <laughs> Sorry, I have no reason for that either, except that it's dog days, early, early. Well, I mean, dog days start when Sirius appears. Well, when I Sirius know. Sirius rising is happening, probably right now. Well, I guess it is. Do you want me to ask a device somewhere? Well, you know, I'm sitting here looking at my laptop, but holding my phone. Go ahead. So I'm going to put in Sirius and let's see what happens. It'll probably take me to the festival that I go to sometimes, Sirius Rising. All right, now I'm going to try it, okay? And, yep. Um, and I'm going to try it with my voice. Let's see what happens. All right. Hey, Siri, when is Sirius Rising 2021? on the web for hey siri when is sirius rising 2021 <laughs> check it out he sounds kind of flirty doesn't he he does he does he's very uh he obeys oh that's rare in a man so. yeah, that's why i like doing that good plan um yeah it says here yeah. august between august 14th and 15th depending yeah. on your time zone yeah so we're a little bit early but still and i'm thinking to myself are we gonna have another how how much longer is this going to happen before we get a break in the weather and i know cry me a river right this is nothing well i yeah this this weather's not i mean it's hot right now it's hot but i'm inside and you know i'm not i don't have to work outside blessedly yes uh but this rain is the way it used to always be when i was growing up it get hot during the day and then we have an afternoon rainstorm mm -hmm. cool everything off and then would start again so it seems pretty natural to me i remember not doing much for my tomatoes i'll tell you no, that no, no. I, re I remember my grandma's routine during this kind of weather and you know the laundry would go out by a certain time and then the laundry would come in lunch would happen and naps would be taken and it was like a little siesta yeah, I did that yesterday. Did you? I uh, put, put some laundry on the line early, pretty early, um, 9 o'clock. I mean, you can decide if that's early or not. Yeah. And got it off the line right after lunch. And then I took a little nap. And so, yeah, 
That seems like the way to go, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. And do you sleep with a fan on you? Yes, yes. ma'am, I do. Well, on me, directly on me, directly not just on. kind of lighten it up the room. Yeah. I want it blowing directly on me. I can't. I I cannot. I love it. I love the way it feels, but it starts blowing my hair around. Even if I've got my hair put up, and it'll wake me up. Make you crazy. Yeah, it does drive me crazy, and I can't sleep in one of those sleep hats. Not that any of anybody out there ever needed to know that, okay? But. No, but, I mean, I just find it weird that people sleep in sleep hats. You know, this seems so Victorian. <laughs> that seems like Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. Oh. But I know there are people that still wear caps and hats yes. in bed. I, I think sleep caps are cool in the wintertime because you lose most of your heat through your head. And so yeah, if I you sleep cold... I put my head under the covers and cover it up. Uh, that, well, I couldn't do that and breathe. And there, that's the thing about this weather that puts me in the mood that I am in right now, which is grumpy, and it's because I don't feel comfortable breathing outside right now, mostly mm -hmm. because of the humidity. It's just yeah. like, it feels like a, it feels like a rainforest. And it's like I want to spend time outside, but when I do, my lungs just rebel after a while. Well, but it is a rainforest. The yes. southern Appalachians are a deciduous semi-tropical rainforest. Yes, I, I mean, yes. So, I so it is like walking through molasses on yeah. days like today. Oh yeah, I, I, you can walk outside and it'll just smack you around as soon as you walk outside. Whap! That's how it feels to me. My lungs are real sensitive to that. And I, I really don't like saying that. It makes me sad to say that. And I can handle heat. I just can't handle heat and humidity. And I guess part of that is because of mold and dust or allergies. And it just gets my lungs messed up. Again, yeah. nobody if, needed if to got, know that. <laughs> if you got compromised lungs for any reason, asthma or you know, COPD or, you know, whatever. Yeah, this is terrible weather. I'm, I'm going to knock on wood. I've been blessed so far in my life with, I mean, with the, the exception of, you know, getting a bad cold or something like that. I've always had pretty good lungs. Well, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. But I forget how this can affect people whose lungs are not, not great. Oh, it drives me insane. It really does. So, you know, in a weird way, that's a segue because I know you're traveling and you're getting yep. ready to head right down where it is truly much hotter and much more humid than it is up here in the cool green, no, that's a myth, in the mountains of Western North Carolina. That's a bald-faced lie, people. It's not cool well, and green here. The chamber I, invented that. I, it was cool green, actually. When we were cool green, actually, it was still pretty, pretty cool and green in the summer, not too bad. Yeah, I'm going down to New Orleans uh, a week from... Well, when y'all hear this, I will be going to New Orleans in a few days. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, when I first got invited to this thing, which is called Hexfest, isn't that sweet? Man, yeah. We do a thing, we do a thing on a riverboat, and we do all kinds of stuff. But the first time I was invited, I said to the organizer, well, nobody goes to New Orleans in August. It's too hot. He said, well, how do you think I get such cheap hotel rooms? Because uh -huh. nobody wants to come. But I found when I was there before, 
I'm in an air-conditioned hotel, and I have to walk literally half a block to the hotel where the event happens. Right. And I managed it. I didn't die. No. And I'm a fragile southern blossom, so <laughs> I didn't die. Oh, uh, New Orleans is the place where if you live there, you you have to have air conditioning because if you don't, your house will be nothing but black mold. You can you can open up a drawer, and there'll be you know mold on the phone book or something because of the humidity that's there all the time. <laughs> it's true. It is. Oh. Wonderful southern houses with the wraparound porches that they were always sided by how the wind was coming in off the ocean and coming in on the Oh, yeah. So Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.